0: What
1: happens when you quarantine people for a year? Uh, da, da, da. Yes,
0: we do have availability. Those dates for how many
2: guests? Andrea's Boutique Hotel is the destination to tie the knot.
1: I on yes I am now I am I'm I'm always a little off (laughs) I understand that we welcome everyone here today Uh, if you hear groaning and moaning during the service it's for all of us who were at the food distribution yesterday my goodness gracious we had a crowd And it was nonstop all day long. And uh, how about a round of applause for all of our helpers on Friday and Saturday? (laughs) Literally tons, multiple tons of food were given out. And uh, we have a little bit uh, left for today. We didn't have full, complete orders, but we do have some, some potatoes and things like that. After the morning service, uh, Bill, where's Bill? There's Bill, oh, oh, it's oh. yes. wearing a. a... I don't like the brown, I love the brown. Well, there's, you know, takes all kinds. <laughs> But uh, uh, they're having that big uh, football-watching party after the service, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, who's playing today, anyway? The Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns. Oh, the Browns and the Steelers are, are playing. Well, one of them will, anyway. Will. But, <laughs> but uh, it was a, a challenging day. But after the morning service, after the altar service, uh, Bill's going to go out to the barn and open it up for those who would like to get the last gleanings of, of food. Uh, we have just limited different things. We have, But we have a lot of cucumbers, you know. And we have some potatoes. And you can go out. Some We ran out of boxes again. So you'll need to take the totes, empty them into your car, and give us the totes back. Uh, we ran out of boxes again but uh, it was a a challenging day but we didn't get bored because we were running the whole time so uh, we hope to have an impact on those coming just want to remind everyone that this coming Wednesday in light of people traveling and having guests and what prepping for Thanksgiving there are no services on wednesday no services on wednesday here so let me encourage you if you're you say well i really look forward to the wednesday services tell you what you can go online to our website and you can binge watch wednesday services (laughs) you can binge watch you can watch all the way back to 2017 I mean you can binge out on the Sunday services and the Wednesday morning the Wednesday evening and rather than binge on football you can binge on Wednesday services and enjoy yourself we do welcome those who are watching us on the live stream and uh, we encourage you to be a part of the various services that are live streamed here Wednesday morning Wednesday evening and Sunday mornings now uh, Jr., would you stand up please I Jr. will br- be bringing the announcements a little bit later uh, what is what is what you're a Steelers fan I guess that's right uh, Steelers fan yeah. and yeah. that yeah. Uh, He's got his cry and tell that's <laughs> what I thought it's a cry <laughs> and tell right it's a cr-
3: You wave it. Yeah, you wave oh okay, it. okay, okay. okay. Oh my, my. my.
1: you'll probably beat them to the locker room. It's about all. but <laughs> hopefully, yeah, but we want to welcome everybody. Would you stand with me, please today? uh we We want to uh uh we've kidded around a little bit, but we want to serious up, dear friends uh we just got word this morning greg truck he was a long-term member here they moved up to the delaware area he's been just given a brief time to live by the doctors Uh, it's not over until the lord says it's over though i'm still going to pray how about you join me in praying right now heavenly father we come in the name that causes sicknesses to flee and we lift up our brother We lift up our our brother Greg and we pray, Father, that you would touch his body. We know he's ready to meet you if you should call him home and he would rejoice in that. But we ask you to surround him with your presence and your perfect will to be accomplished here. We pray for strength for Mary Jane as well. We pray, Father God, for our service today that we would enter in and worship you in the beauty of holiness. We're thankful for the ability to sing praise to your name and to give you thanks. And as we look forward to this this week of giving thanks, we give thanks first and foremost for our Savior Jesus Christ who came into this world to lay down his life as a full payment for our sin, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Anoint this time today. Receive our praise. Anoint your word and quicken it to our understanding. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. A seat. I forgot to announce this. That's kind of my job. An, I didn't tell him to announce it either. Oh, just stand there. Get your crying towel ready. <laughs> we want to do something as a statement about the reason for the season coming up. I've done this in other churches that we pastored and it's been a powerful witness but I need your help we're going to we've signed up to be in the Grove City Christmas Parade on December 1st and we're going to have a marching group followed by the church van once it's repaired and we're going to be having a banner Jesus the reason for the season and we're going to have people you dressed in biblical costume we got the costumes and we're going to have another group with just our Trinity shirts on passing out flyers tracks and candy but we want to make a statement to the community what the season is really all about can't do it by myself need your help. And we we want you to participate in this. We'll have some people able to ride on the van if you can't walk. But if you can be in costume or in the trinity where, where would you sign up? Be a part. There's detail sheets out in the lobby. We'll contact you and uh if you got your n- number on there, we'll contact you and give you all the details. We'll hook you up with with that, if you can walk and chew gum at the same time, you can be a part of this witness. It's a silent witness of the reason for the season. I'm going to start it over here, sign up, and uh, we'll get you future details. Hello?
0: Sorry.
1: Okay. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Got a pen? No. Hand me a pen. You got a pen? Okay. Trust them with somebody. Okay. Okay. I'm done. Sorry.
3: Well, thank you. All right, everybody. I need everybody to stand back up for me, real quick. If you can stand up, walk around, greet one another. Mr. Music's going to put a song on for us. Let's do Double High Five Day. a chance to make the rounds, let's bring it back in please. All right, now you may be seated. <laughs> oh, just kidding. No, I'm kidding. As Pastor said, thank you to everyone who is here helping this weekend with the food distribution. Um, we had the privilege of taking the youth group to Reach Conference in Youngstown, and it was an amazing time. It was so, so great to see our students just involved in worship and at the conference. It was a great weekend and uh, I couldn't be more thankful to be able to go to that. Uh, Grandpa, could you come up here please? If we have any guests joining us here today at Trinity, we want to welcome you. And if you are a guest, if you are a guest with us, this dashing young man, he has a connection card. Um, just fill out your information for us and put in one of the offering plates. That way we can keep in touch with you and can keep up to date with everything that's going on here at the church via email. Um, if we have any guests, please slip up your hand. And can we get a round of applause for our guests? Another round of applause. This Thursday is um, a day that we're able to stuff ourselves to the brim and it be socially acceptable, so that's a good thing. Very excited for Thanksgiving, friends, family, and football. Um, this Wednesday, as Pastor said, there's no services because of the holiday. Um, but Saturday, the 25th, at 4.30 to 7, um, Trinity Outreach Ministry Uh, will be here and if you are able to help come and volunteer any way help out uh, please just find Pastor Bill right there the guy in the bronze jersey find him and if you're able to come and help volunteer on that day I'm sure it would be greatly appreciated also next Sunday at 5 o'clock we have um, Deck the Halls here in the evening so if you're able to come out and help decorate the church for the season, please come out, and we'd love to see you join us. Oh, yeah, bring finger foods. I'm sorry, I wasn't sure if we were doing that again. Okay, bring a finger food and be here at 5 o'clock um, so we can just enjoy a time of fellowship and then deck the halls. Now, I'm, I'm still in my rookie year, okay? Give, give me a break. Uh, as as we mentioned, if you want to stay after the service today for um, the football game, we would love to have you here. We're if you did lunch on your own, that's fine. Um, but I'm going in on pizza, and we're going to order pizza. So like five to ten dollars if you want to get in on that. Um, just meet downstairs in the was that fireside room afterwards, and we can get our order together and get the game going. Um, but if you want to go get food first that's fine too like from the barn if so I have the um... oh yeah there's the nursing home today and pastor <laughs> pastor's going to be there all by him lonesome self. Um, and so if you're able to help with the nursing home outreach at 2 o'clock um, please meet pastor over there um, talk to him if you're able to come out and help Um, because, well, he needs it. And he would greatly appreciate you being there with him. (laughs) Like West Park. Yep. You know who Pastor is. Find him after and talk to him about it if you're able to come help. Uh, Could I have the ushers come forward as I hand things over to Pastor? Pastor.
1: later on in the season. All month we're reminded of missions, home and foreign missions. Our tithes and our offerings support the the basics of the church, but we have love offerings over and above that where we support missionaries around the globe. And we'll be talking a little bit more about that this morning as well. The flags are here to remind us that this gospel must be preached to all the world before Jesus comes again. How many of you are looking forward to Jesus coming again? And we've got to do our part to speed his coming by telling people around the globe through our witness, through our giving, through our going. Father God, we come in Jesus' name and we thank you for the opportunity to be a part of a worldwide missions opportunity. We thank you, Father God, that people right now are ministering the gospel around the globe. People are being saved. Lives are being changed. Bodies are being healed. People are being filled with your Holy Spirit. The gospel is going forth. We're thankful we can be a part of that by our giving by our praying father should you choose to call one of us to go to a foreign field to be your missionary father make that calling clear because we know when you call you provide we ask your blessing upon this time as we bless you with our ties and our offerings of love in jesus name amen amen
0: Estou
2: Uh
1: yet. <laughs> Praise God. How many of you got one of those things that was listed? <laughs> you walked in weary, sick, bound, overwhelmed. Could you go through that that stage of it? That song. And I want you, if you're one of those, that it applies to not asking you to come forward. I just want you to step out the aisle for just a second, just to acknowledge, I'm, I'm one of those came in, we're we'll going to step out the aisle, step out the center aisle, step out the side aisle, and lift up the name of Jesus. We're going to pray at the end of that song, we're going to pray, yeah, if you walked in,
0: if you walked you in, if you're going to walk in. He's going
2: down just a-
1: Jesus, just the mention of his name. Find that seat that you were sitting in. Thank you, worship team. Praise God. I always find it interesting that that which I was going to preach on and the Lord dissuaded me from it and sent me in a direction I had not intended on going, that I'm going the way that they were singing about today. Praise God! Praise God! Praise God! Hallelujah! Praise God! The kids are going up for their musical Christmas musical practice, and whew, my mind. I have a question to ask it's in your bulletin it's the title of today's message hey why is Jesus crying hey have you ever seen somebody crying and you ask that question? What, what 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 I wonder what they're crying about I wa- wonder what's moved them to tears how many of you ever cry for joy cry for joy you know but the two instances here That we're going to be looking at today in God's Word, neither one is about joy. We want to talk about what makes Jesus cry to shed a tear, to mourn, to weep. Now that you're rested, would you stand to your feet for the reading of God's Word today? Turn to Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19. And I'm going to begin reading with verse 33. Luke chapter 19, and beginning with verse 33. But as they were loosing the colt, the owners of it said to them, Why are you loosing the colt? And they said, The Lord has need of him. Before we go any further... Aren't you glad that the Lord needs donkeys like you and me? Amen? Amen? You say, well, I I don't have any talent. He can use donkeys. Then they brought the colt to Jesus. And they threw on their own clothes on the colt, and they set Jesus on him. And as he went... Many spread their clothes on the road. Then as he was now drawing near to the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the king, who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees called to him, called to Jesus from the crowd, a teacher, rebuke your disciples. But he answered and said to them, I tell you that if these should keep silent, the stones would immediately cry out. Now as he drew near, He saw the city and wept over it, saying, If you had known even you, especially in this your day, the things that make for your peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. Heavenly Father, help us to learn today what makes Jesus cry. I ask it in his name. Amen. 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 You may be seated. There's two specific times that we read about Jesus crying, weeping. And I know we've thought about these other times, but the Lord just made it fresh to me this past week. Aren't you glad the way that the Holy Spirit can take a verse that you've read many, 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 many times and bring it freshly alive to you? I was kidding with the uh, folks on Wednesday that uh, the first scripture verse I remember memorizing uh, in Sunday school was... My all-time favorite Jesus wept two words they didn't they weren't amused my teacher was not amused but the story in John chapter 11 talks of one of the two times that Jesus wept let me read it for you therefore when Jesus saw her weeping And the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. And verse 35, Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, See how he loved him. And some of them said, Could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying? What made Jesus cry that day? You know the story. Jesus, in his itineration around the countryside, he's over across Jordan in the southern part down near Jericho at the time and word reaches him that Lazarus, his dear friend, is sick and he tarries a few more days and then he speaks to his disciples he says he sleeps and they say, well, that's a good thing, right? You know, if he's not feeling well, get some rest he says, no, no You don't understand. Lazarus has died. It's as if he's gone to sleep on this side of eternity and woken up on the other side. And they left immediately and went back to Bethany, which is a suburb of Jerusalem. And when they got there, what they found was this. The whole town of Bethany, it's a small town, Everybody knew everybody. Anybody here from a small town like that where everybody knew everybody and everybody's business? And if you got into trouble, somebody else may give you a whopping other than your mom and dad because it's all the same thing, you know. Bethany's a small little town, but the whole town had come out. Martha meets Jesus as he comes to the area. He said oh if you'd only been here if you'd only been here and Jesus has a conversation with her he says well where's Mary He says well she's she's in the house she's just overwhelmed so they send word to Mary and Mary comes and the tears are streaming down her face she is weeping the word that is used here for weeping and for wept means to cause tears to fall. That there's tears running down. How many of you, when tears are running down your cheeks, you have difficulty saying anything? You're choked up. You're you're hard to speak. You're overwhelmed by the emotion of that situation. It says here that Mary was weeping. Tears were streaming. Overwhelmed. Martha was weeping. The people of the village that came out to mourn Lazarus' passing, they're all weeping. There's a, a crowd of people, and everyone is weeping and sobbing, and the tears splashing down their cheeks onto the ground. And then Jesus. Aren't you glad Jesus is not standing off, distant, unaffected by all that weeping going on. He came up to the very side of the tomb where they'd laid him. And Jesus also wept. I know there's those that pontificate about this. I've, I've heard the messages. Say, well, you know, what he was crying about Was the fact that he was gonna have to raise him to life again and Lazarus is gonna he's in heaven now he's gonna have to come back and and uh, eh, I don't know I weep at funerals how about you I wept at many funerals I was trying to count up the number of funerals I've done over 50 some years of ministry I had a funeral the first day I was on the job as a pastor I've presided at funerals of loved ones and family members people I barely knew and yet the emotion of the moment I've wept many times I wept at my mom's funeral, I wept at my dad's funeral, I, my sons, my mother in law. Even though I knew that many of these that I mentioned, I'm going to see them again. <clears throat> because if you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, and I trust that you do. It's not a long goodbye at a funeral. We're going to see him again. We're going to be joined together again. Believers who die in Christ are with Christ right now. And I've had people actually tell others, well, you should not weep uh, over, over this because you're going to see him again i know that i know i'm gonna see mom again i know i'm gonna see sally again i know i'm gonna see phil again i i know all about that but it hurts now so i really don't believe that jesus even though his plan was to raise lazarus from the dead wept because he was gonna have to come back to this life I I don't I don't buy it I buy what the people that were watching said see look how he loved him sometimes tears are not an expression of great grief but great loss even though we know we'll see those loved ones who are born again believers we know we're going to see him again we weep because we love see how he loved him jesus wept it was not a loud wailing it was not to draw attention to himself in any way but tears were streaming down the face of jesus I have no problem with that because my Bible tells me that Jesus is in touch with our hurts and our infirmities. He intercedes knowing exactly what we're going through. He was in all ways tempted like we are, yet without sin. He knows the loss, the hurt. he wept not because he was going to bring Lazarus back but because he even for a brief time missed his dear friend you see weeping is not a sign of weakness but of love Jesus wept that day not out of hopelessness, because he's the power and the resurrection. Amen? Amen? He was not weeping out of a sense of inability to do anything. He wept because he loved. For even a brief time of separation is hurtful, is it not? How many of you have some dear, close, loved ones on the other side of eternity? You know they're with Jesus. You know they were saved when they pass from this life, and you know that you're going to see them again. But we still weep because we love. Even however brief the separation, there's there's an empty spot. They're still real and alive. Just I, I love when I read the scriptures and when jesus when when the lord god appears to moses on the mountain he says i am the god of abraham the god of isaac and of jacob he doesn't say i was their god no they're still around in heaven he's still the god of abraham and abraham is with the father but there's a that sense of separation The Bible is clear, and Paul talks about it, how that even though people have fallen asleep in Jesus, they're in the presence of the Lord, that we weep, we sorrow, we grieve, not about where they are, but a fact of where they're not with us. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 says this, But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep in Jesus, lest you sorrow or weep as others who have no hope. It's not saying we don't sorrow or weep. We just don't weep like others who have no hope. Now, I have been at funerals and situations where people were weeping, but they had no hope. Because they did not know Jesus. There's no reunion without a relationship with Jesus Christ. Don't believe the lie that Hollywood would tell you or the TV would tell you or whatever that everybody goes to heaven because everybody doesn't. The Bible is clear. And if we don't know Jesus Christ as our Savior, there will not be a grand reunion in His presence. Well, are you preaching negative? No, I'm preaching positive fact from the Word of God. There will be those who wind up in hell if they have rejected the only means of salvation, which is Jesus Christ. Lazarus was a friend of Jesus. He loved the Lord and the Lord loved him. They had a relationship, a friendship, and he was a righteous person. And Jesus loved him, and because of that, he wept. He teared up. Even a brief separation from Lazarus was too much. If you know what I'm talking about today, Even though you know that person, that loved one was a born-again, blood-washed believer and you're going to see him again, you still wept, did you not? And some of us, we weep yet today. Amen? But we do not weep as those who have no hope. I'm so glad for the hope I have that is steadfast and sure because of Jesus there's a grand reunion that's coming. Jesus was weeping because he cares. Don't allow anyone to put you down or to cause you to feel like you're not a great Christian because you weep. You say, well, I'm going to just try and be like Jesus. Jesus. Jesus wept, you weep because you love, you weep because even a brief separation is hurtful and painful and sad, and how many of us have said, I I wish he would just take me at the same time, anybody, honest, I've heard you say it wish the Lord would just take me. How many of you have ever tried to barter with God and a loved one is facing death? You say, Lord, take me, leave them. But there's no bartering. But there is sorrow and there is weeping. And Jesus wept because he loved. I love that old gospel song that says, Tears are a language God understands. But the Bible is clear as well. Jesus weeps not just for show. It's not for everybody's show and, oh, look how much he cared. No, he really cares. Another old song says, No one ever cared for me like Jesus. He cares for you. He cares for you. And if you walk away from him, he cares for you. Like the father of the prodigal, he cares. And even for, in this situation with Lazarus, a brief separation and yet Jesus, along with everybody else in town of Bethany, along with his sisters Mary and Martha, Jesus likewise wept. Hebrews 4:15 says, "For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like we are yet without sin. Jesus feels. Uh, Well, I I just think of him as God, the, the healer, the mighty God, the creator God. Jesus came down and took on the form of men so he likewise could be our intercessor. He knows how you feel. Jesus wept. He understands the situations and the Lord wanted me to share with some today Jesus understands your tears has this happened to you you're just going about your regular everyday business you're just maybe you're going shopping or you're driving your car and all of a sudden a wave of memory hits you, and it just bowls you over, and you find yourself weeping over someone, a loved one that's no longer with you. It's a. Re- Am I the only one that this happens to? And, and there are those prudish Christians who say, well, you know, you ought not. That's a weakness. No, Jesus feels our infirmities, our weaknesses. Aren't you glad he cares? He understands what you're going through. And to those today that you weep unexpectedly, unplanned, out of nowhere, this wave of emotion hits you, this Feeling hits you. I'll never see him again until eternity. And you weep. Jesus stands right beside you with his arm around you, and he understands what you're going through. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Some, I believe, are grappling with your grief and your weeping. And you've even maybe picked up some book or some well-intentioned idiot <coughs> has told you, well, you need to just get over it. Be stronger. And you tell them, I'll be strong like Jesus. Jesus. Jesus wept that's the one time the first time that we hear of Jesus weeping but next is the story that we read earlier and it's not just a different situation there's an entirely different word that is used for his weeping entirely different The scenario, the situation, completely different. It's a joyous occasion. It's a a happy occasion. People are dancing in the streets. People are shouting and praise, glory to God. They're shouting, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They're shouting, they're waving branches of palms of victory, celebrating Jesus coming into Jerusalem. Coming down, if we have that photo, we could throw it up. That would be great. Jesus is on the top of the Mount of Olives overlooking the city of Jerusalem, and they have procured for him a colt in prophecy that Zechariah had mentioned. He fulfilled every prophecy, and you know what? He'll fulfill every one that's left. And he's seated on this. The crowds are uproariously happy, waving palm branches, shouting praise. Blessed is he who comes to the, in the name of the Lord. They're shouting and they're laying down their garments as a victory march as Jesus on the, on the colt is going down that circuitous path from the top of the Mount of Olives all the way down to go into the city of Jerusalem. And about halfway down, the crowd is just so loud and so boisterous. They're thrilled. They think this is the end of the captivity of the Romans and the tyranny of Herod. Uh, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They've heard about his miracles. They've heard about the things that he's done. Lazarus is in the crowd shouting too. And the Pharisees come up and tell tell him to stop. And Jesus said, no. If I tell them to shut up, these tombs that you're standing around, they're going to start talking. That would really scare you. The very rocks will cry out. And then Jesus, when he comes to a certain place, he looks over the city. All around him is praise going on and shouts and worship and palm branches and people in ecstatic praise. And over the the backdrop of all that praise noise, it was loud in here that day, like the song we sang to begin. It's going to get loud in here. It was loud that day. But imagine with me, piercing through all the noise of praise. Jesus was weeping over the city. And the word there is not shedding silent tears. It's not being choked up. The word there is kalyo, and it means to cry with a loud wail, a loud lament cry. And so you have this noise, you have all the thousands of people praising him, and overcoming that noise of praise is a cry of lament of Jesus yes. over Jerusalem. A loud, agonizing cry that cuts through the praise as he looks at the city and what's going to happen there. He sees the rejection down the road of his salvation that is coming in just a few days. Voices that are shouting, blessed is he, will be turned to crucify him. Nail him to a cross. Rejecting his sacrifice. Jesus' loud scream of lament and weeping is because he wants to save them and they do not want to be saved. He wants to heal them, forgive them, transform their eternity. He weeps because. They've rejected his free gift of salvation that he's about to bring. What makes Jesus cry? Yes, in the situation with Lazarus, he cries, he wept because he loved. It was a silent kind of personal thing. Mary wept, Martha wept, the people of the city wept, and Jesus wept. But this is different. He's the only one weeping. Do you get the picture? Last week we looked at the crowd, the throng there on the Temple Mount on the day of Pentecost, and they're all shouting one thing, and just 120 people came up and silenced the crowd. Imagine a crowd at OSU Stadium yesterday, and I believe some of this was going on. There's 100,000 fans that are shouting excitedly and a few Minnesota fans that were crying. Picture this. Thousands of people praising Jesus' entry and only one voice is weeping that day. And it's the voice of Jesus why is he crying why is he weeping why is he giving this loud lament cry because he's not willing that even one soul goes to hell he's not willing for any to perish he wants everyone to receive his free gift of salvation he looks through the the time and he sees what's going to happen to Jerusalem. What's going to happen to the temple? Because they've rejected him. What's going to happen in the future? Not one stone will be left on top of another because they've rejected him. The temple will be destroyed. Jews will be dispatched around the world away from their homeland. He's not willing for even one soul to perish There's only one voice crying that day and it was Jesus he's not willing for even one person to stand before the great white throne judgment and have the angel look at the book shake his head his name is not written down submit him to hell and they're gonna take all of hell and dump it into the lake of fire which burns forever In torment. Jesus weeps over the lost, over even one soul that could be saved but refuses his salvation. He grieves and cries aloud over every lost soul. Well, Pastor, why are you preaching this on Missions Month and when we're talking about reaching people around the world? Duh. How long has it been since you wept with Jesus over the lost? There are many who mention that you weep with Jesus because you love someone who's pass from this life to the next we all i saw nods all over but how long has it been since you wept over lost souls souls headed for hell you may not even know them but jesus died for each one he weeps over the lost Today in just a few moments we want to invite you to come and bring lost souls on your heart to bring them before the Lord in intercessory prayer. We can identify with Jesus at the tomb of Lazarus. But Jesus is longing for us to identify with him on the way to Calvary as he wept over lost souls, both here and around the world. I'm going to ask for some people today to come and weep over the lost and pray over the lost of various places in our world. You say, but I don't know anybody there. Jesus does. You're not weeping by yourself and praying by yourself. Jesus, the intercessor, stands with you because he loves every soul there, every lost soul. Until we come to the place where we weep as Jesus wept over those we care about, but also over those we don't even know. We're never going to spread this message around the world until we stand weeping over the lost like Jesus. What an amazing day that was when Jesus descended from the Mount of Olives and stopped about halfway down. Tradition tells us. And wept over Jerusalem. Shouts of praise and adulation. And a cry of mourning and lament. All at the same place. In the same time. And as I was reading that again this week. The Lord reminded me that that's kind of the way it is in the church today. If I preach about Jesus coming again, I'm not short on getting shouts in the house. It's a fact. How many are excited that Jesus is coming again? Don't be afraid to shout out. How many long for even so come Lord Jesus? We're in good place. We're with John the Revelator. He saw it all. Oh, even so come Lord Jesus. And the the church believers, we're excited that Jesus is coming again. But at the same exact time that we're excited that Jesus is coming again for his church, there's a a weeping that needs to go on and an intercession because if Jesus came right now, the billions that would burn in hell, Jesus weeps over them as well. And some people ask, well, why is Jesus not coming? Look how bad our world is. That's not what to look at. Look at how great his love is for every soul that will go into eternity when he returns if they do not know the saving grace of Jesus Christ. I'm going to invite you today to weep along with Jesus. In a few moments, I'm going to invite those that you're grappling with your grief. Jesus understands. And as Mary and Martha and the townspeople of Bethany were weeping, Jesus was touched with the feeling of their infirmity, and Jesus wept as well. It can be a purging and a cleansing and a a strengthening effect to come and just spend some time with Jesus at an altar of prayer, weeping. And it's okay. Jesus wept too. But I also am inviting people to come and stand or kneel or be seated in the front here To pray and weep over the lost of our world that if Jesus were to come today they would be cast into a devil's hell for eternity that's what this missions month is all about having the heart of Jesus for the lost would you stand with me please as our worship team returns I'm going to throw out some suggestions of places in our world and I'm asking for people you may have a burden for that part of the world if you'd be willing to come and pray and weep over the lost of that area I'm not going to beg you nobody begged Jesus to weep that day he wept because he loved who will come and weep over the lost of Africa today who will come and weep over the lost of Mexico South America and Central America who will come and weep and intercede for the lost in Asia and China and Asia Minor. Who will come and weep and pray for the lost on the islands of the sea, whether it be the Philippines or any other set of islands where people are headed for hell without Christ? Who will come and weep and pray for the lost of the Middle East, for Israel, Arab nations, who will come and weep and pray over the lost of Europe and Great Britain? Who will come and weep and pray for the lost of Russia, the Baltic states? Who will come and weep over your lost family and pray for them to be saved. Who will come and weep over America and the lost, those headed for hell? Till we love the lost as Jesus does, we will not see the nations reached. Who will come and weep over Canada over Japan, over the countries where we send people that can't even call themselves missionaries, the Muslim countries of the world. Who will come and pray and weep? Because Jesus is weeping. Jesus is interceding. As the worship team leads us, leads in a song, I'm going to invite you to just cry out to the Lord for the lost around the globe for family for friends, for people you've never met cry along with our missionaries in Madagascar the Thackers the Rastafers cry out for those who are in France for those who are Ministering in the far flung countries of this world, our missionaries that are weeping over the lost of their civilizations. Because Jesus wept, we weep. Would you cry out? Would you cry out? Lord Jesus, Jesus, Jesus,
0: God search the world.